0: thank you jesus yes lord only you can steal my soul is this beautiful morning. my soul is delighted to be in your presence precious lord i'm glad this morning to magnify your great name your awesome name your beautiful name scripture says that your name is great and is it is greatly to be praised so we magnify yahweh we magnify the god of the entire universe we magnify the one who is master of the universe We magnify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We magnify the God who is faithful, who is righteous. We magnify the God who is sufficient. Scripture says that you created all things and you fill all things. Yes, Lord, you are more than sufficient. We worship your holy name in the precious name of jesus lord as we spend this time in your presence this morning to read our bibles once again we ask lord that you will speak to us again this morning let your word resonate and fill our hearts let us learn in your presence and let the name of jesus be glorified in our lives in jesus mighty name we pray amen all right let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning i am Murphy so we continue our study we're studying the new testament we are currently in the book of second corinthians but first of all i say a big thank you to everyone joining in again this morning god bless you god increase you on every side in the mighty name of Jesus. Yesterday we stopped on chapter 2, and and as I did my overview of the book of 2 Corinthians, I did mention that the church in Corinth were questioning the apostolic ministry of Paul because of the things Paul had suffered. But Paul was saying the things he had suffered were actually his qualification. They were his badge of honor. They were his qualification to understand the things that they were experiencing. And so in chapter 3 and 4, you will see Paul continue that message and tell them that, look, we have been through the same thing that you have been through, but we are seeing this from a much, much different perspective. We are seeing it from the perspective of the New Testament. Yes, that all of this is by the grace of God, not by the works of the law, and then Paul will tell them that we have this treasure in eternal vessels. Hallelujah! I'm telling you, this will bless you this morning. Please get your Bibles. Let's read Second Corinthians chapter three, Second Corinthians chapter three and four. Paul says, "Are we beginning to praise ourselves again?" Remember, Paul was talking about you know you could not, you could. He was much, much, in fact, in his own eyes, he was doing by far better than all the than the other apostles. He wrote more than half of the New Testament we we currently have today, and so Paul was not finding it funny that he was being compared to the likes of Apollos, to the likes of many of the traveling mini, traveling ministers of that time, and so he was in a sense, you know, it looked as if he was boasting. Because he was telling them his qualification as an apostle. He said, are we beginning to praise ourselves again? Are we like others who need to bring you letters of recommendation or who ask you to write such letters on their behalf? Surely not. Paul does not need anybody's commendation. He already received that acceptance from the apostles themselves. When Peter and James, who were the leaders and the pillars of that time, gave him the right hand of fellowship. Paul said, I don't need, I don't need any recommendation letters from you guys. He said, Surely not. The only letter of recommendation we need is you yourself. Wow. I wish God would give every pastor this testimony. The recommendation you need, the proof. Of your ministry, and that's why in our church Day Star Christian Center, the recommendation, our letter of recommendation are the lives that God has transformed. And so we say we are raising role model, and Jesus Christ is our number one role model, is the one we are patterning after. Paul says the only letter of recommendation we need is you yourselves. Your lives are a letter written in our hearts you same people that we came we came over when we got here you guys were idol worshippers. you guys didn't have any place for god in your heart and today you are worshiping and you are serving god your letters your lives are a letter written in our hearts everyone can read it and recognize our good work among you okay They just have to look at you look at how much god has helped you And recognize the good work that we have done among you. Verse 3 says, Clearly, you are a letter from Christ, showing the result of our ministry among you. You are a letter from Christ, showing the result of our ministry among you. In other words, we we might not have had the oratory abilities of Apollos, Paul might not have had the power dimension to ministry of the lives of, of Peter. But Paul says, look, my real letter of commendation are the lives that have been transformed. The Gentiles who are idol worshippers, majority of them today, we're now worshipping God. He says this letter is not written with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stones, but on human hearts. Yes, on human hearts, lives that have been transformed. Verse 4, we are confident of all, all these because of our great trust in God through Christ. We are confident of all these because of our great trust in God through Christ. It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own, our qualification comes from god can you say that of yourself can you say that of your christian work with god that your qualification comes from god paul says he has enabled us to be ministers of of his new covenant and i'm excited this morning because i know that god has enabled me also to be a minister of the new covenant he says this covenant this is a covenant not of written law, but of the Spirit. This is a covenant not of written law, but of the Spirit. The old the old written covenant ends in death. The old written covenant ends in death. But under the new covenant, the Spirit gives, gives life. And so Paul is telling them, what I am bringing is something new. Well, you can see what i am teaching this new thing i'm teaching you can see how much it has transformed the lives of people now let's look at the glory of the new testament paul says look the old way with laws etched in stone led to death that was all i'm telling you because the wages of sin is death and all the lord did was to remind people of their sins And so Paul says the old way with laws etched in stone led to death. Though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face for his face shone with the glory of God, even though the brightness was already fading away. I'm sure you remember that story, right? Moses will go into the presence of God and when he comes back, the Bible says his face will be shining. The people were afraid they could not withstand the glory, and so they told Moses that Moses should be covering his face. But usually, whenever Moses covers his face, his face, having spent some time away from the presence of God, the glory will begin to fade. But usually, they would not know that the glory was fading. Why? Because Moses had a veil over his face. It is by the time he removes that veil that it becomes clear. Oh. Oh, his face was not shining as before and so paul says even though he says for his face shone with the glory of god even though the brightness was already fading away shouldn't we expect far greater glory shouldn't we as- expect far greater glory under the new way shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new covenant now that the holy spirit is giving life wow the holy spirit under the new covenant is giving life if the old way which brings condemnation was glorious how much more glorious is the new way which makes us right with god the new way it makes us right with god and that is why it is much much glorious than the old way that reminded us of our sins it says which makes us right with god in fact the first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory the overwhelming glory of the new way so if the old way which has been replaced was glorious how much more glorious is the new is the new which remains forever how much more how much more glorious is the new which remains forever and that's why the new covenant is it's it's by far better than the old it's, there is nothing to compare there's nothing to compare the new is by far much more glorious glorious than the old and the new will remain forever he says since this new way gives us such confidence we can be very bold yes and that is why we are bold as Christians We are confident to come into the presence of God to worship him. We worshipped him again this morning as we began began our devotion. We do that because of the new way, because of the covenant we have with God in Christ Jesus. Verse 13 says, We are not like Moses who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory. He put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory, even though it was destined to fade away. As long as he was not in the presence of God, the glory would gradually fade. The people didn't know because the veil was there. He says, but, but the people's minds were ardent, and to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their mind, so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can, can be removed only. By believing in Christ. So, Paul is saying that there was something spiritual happening whenever Moses covered his face. It was representing something spiritually that a veil was covering the face of the children of Israel. They might not have recognized it, but that was spiritually what was happening. A veil covered their face. And so, Paul says that whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil is there they seem not to be able to understand that this the blood of goats the blood of doves of of cattles of all of all these animals cannot wash away sins they seem not to understand it and so paul says and this veil can be removed it can be removed only by believing in christ he says yes even today when they read moses's writing their hearts are covered with that veil and they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. If you do not understand the Bible, you do not understand the New Testament, I want you to consciously turn to the Lord. Because Paul says, whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit. The Lord he is referring to. The Lord you need to turn to is the Holy Spirit. You read your Bible, it's not making sense. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me to understand it. Can you explain this to me? And I'm telling you, he will. He says, for the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. It is because we are reflecting the glory of God. We are reflecting the glory of His Word. So, as we behold in a glass the glory of the Lord, we behold His Word in a glass. The Bible says we are being transformed. We are being transformed. Hallelujah. All right, let's move on to chapter 4. This is treasure in fragile clay jars. Remember, they were telling Paul, "Eh, no, you cannot be an apostle. How can an apostle be suffering all these things? Paul says, therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. God has given us this new way, and so we can never give up. We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God and all who are honest know this. Paul says, I do not. I never try to use any form of manipulation. I speak the truth. We tell the truth before God and all who are honest know this. He says, if the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. And I'm telling you today, many people still reject the good news. Paul says if that ever happens, it is hidden. It is hidden behind a veil. And this veil is hidden hidden only from people who are perishing. See, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. So the one who is stopping them from believing what we are sharing with them, that Jesus died on the cross and he has paid the price for sin, they only need to come to God. The one who is veiling them from all of that, that, Paul says, is Satan himself. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. Uh, They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ who is the exact likeness of God So what do we do? When we are preaching to people and it seems they are not getting it. It seems as if they are not even interested You need to To tackle the one who is veiling them from seeing the good news Satan himself. Who is the God of this world? you need to bind him and release release his influence over the life of the people. Verse 5 says, you see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. Paul says, we don't preach ourselves. We preach Christ. We preach the word of God. I wish the church would go back to this. We don't preach ourselves. We don't need to preach prosperity. If any example, we are, if we are going to give any example, it must be to glorify Christ. We don't preach ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ it's Lord that is the message and we ourselves are your servant for Jesus Jesus's sake We are servants and Jesus is Lord for God who said let there be light in the darkness Has made this light shine in our hearts So we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ We now have this light shining in our hearts but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. Hallelujah. Paul is saying that, look, everything from beginning to the end is the glory of God that you are seeing, is the grace of God that you are seeing. And so we now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing these great treasures. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. I'm telling you, if you meet any true minister of God who truly has a relationship with God, they understand that the power that they wield is not from them. It is from God. Paul says it is not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. Mm? They have been through so much, Paul says. We are still not crushed. We are perplexed but not driven to despair. In other words, they faced many things. I say to every believer listening to this this morning, don't be afraid of of trouble. Don't be be afraid of challenges when they come, especially as a result of the fact that you are born again. Stand for your faith, Paul says. We are perplexed. But we are not driven to despair we are hunted down but never abandoned by god we got knocked down but we are not destroyed through suffering through suffering our bodies continue to share in the death of jesus so that the life of jesus may also be seen in our bodies paul said Look, when we were suffering hmm, We reminded ourselves that we were sharing in the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. He says, yes, we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus. I don't know whether you are still like that. Of course, I know in many Muslim nations that many will live like this. Paul says we live under constant danger of death because we serve Jesus. I say to someone this morning, "Serve the Lord." He says, "So that the life of Jesus will be evident in our dying bodies, so we live in the face of death." But this has resulted in eternal life for you. We live in the face of death; they face death every day, but they didn't. They didn't care. Why? Because it resulted in eternal life. For the for the church that they were visiting say but we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said i believe in god so i spoke i asked somebody this morning do you have the same kind of faith that david had do you have the same kind of faith that abraham had i know someone would say ah, pastor i have i have the same kind of faith that abraham had are you sure are you sure? I said yesterday, I shared with us when our senior pastor said to that man, is it the fate of Abraham that you are talking about? If it is the fate of Abraham that you are referring to, it is still alive. It is well and alive. Why? Abraham Abraham waited more than 25 years to see the issue God, to see the promise God prom- God gave him. And you have just waited maybe two or three years and you are complaining. Where is the faith we are preaching? Paul says, listen, we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said i believe in god so i spoke we know that god will raise the lord jesus will also raise us up with jesus and present us to himself together with you i'm telling you this is what we call the hope of the resurrection the hope of the resurrection that god raised jesus from the dead And with Jesus, he will also raise all of us, all of us who believe in Christ, who belong to Christ. He will also raise us up from the dead. And as God, he says, all of this is for your benefit. Verse 15, all of this is for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. And I pray this morning, the Lord will receive glory in your life in the mighty name of jesus he says that is why we never give up though our bodies are dying our spirits are being renewed every day paul said look physically we might be suffering but inside our spirits are renewed every day say for our present troubles are small and won't last very long have you gone to check what Paul is calling small troubles? Is it for our small troubles, our present small troubles are small and would last very long? Yes, I am telling somebody this morning, the troubles that you are going through will not last very long. Paul said they were small. It was toned to death. Paul said it was small. was shipwrecked several times paul said that was small i don't know what you are going through what you have been through but i'm telling you this morning that it will not last very long and out of this trouble out of every pain you are going through the lord will bring out a message in the mighty name of jesus He says, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever it is not our pain that when we stand before god Eh? that will speak for us. It is the glory that will come out of everything that we've been through. Paul says that it will vastly outweigh the pain that we have been through and it will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we can see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. What are the things we can see? We can't see Jesus, right? But we put our faith in Him. What are the things we can't see? We can we can't see the salvation of those whom we have preached to, but we know that they have given their lives to Jesus, and so we can put our trust in God. We can't see the Holy Spirit. See, this is our, this are some of our hopes. Those are the things we hold on to. Paul says that even though we cannot see them, they last forever our salvation is eternal and so I'm telling someone this morning I don't know what you are going through I don't know maybe the devil is painting to you that God does not love you because of all that you have been through Paul says these light afflictions hey we bring forth a great and vast amount of glory and I say and I pray say a prayer over you this morning from this shame God will give you honor in the mighty name of Jesus, what the devil meant for evil, the Lord will use for your good. In the name of Jesus, I t- I say to someone this morning, never give up. Never give up. Never give up on the Lord. Hold on to him and the Lord will come true for you. Father, we say thank you. We give you all the glory and praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.